0: Hello and welcome to that thing I did for a year, a podcast where we interview fourth-year University of Toronto students about experiences they had in a year away from school. My name is Ilya. I'm a fourth-year industrial engineering student here at the University of Toronto, and today I'll be talking to Arcadi. Arcadi is a fourth-year engineering science student and happens to be the mastermind behind the operation. So, Arcadi, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Hello everybody. I'm Arcadi. I am a fourth-year engineering science student majoring in robotics. I did my PY at google reputa robotics and shopify in that order for four
0: months eight months and four months sweet so before we get into this smorgasbord of a pey you have um why did you decide to go into engineering science
1: mm-hmm. so i was kind of i think the similar reasons apply for many people in engineering science which is just kind of like the standard high school overachiever kind of thing and i yeah that i i was i was pretty indecisive i was thinking it would be nice to like punt the decision about what to do with my future to like end of second year instead of end of grade 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went into engineering science, I definitely wasn't like totally certain which option I would want to go into. And
0: uh, I was there really like to explore. Mm-hmm. Just by getting to do a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So had you had experience with programming or with computers, which is what you did over a lot of your P.U.I. before you came into university?
1: Yeah, I would say a little bit. Um, so not really through high school directly. Like I never took like computer science class at high school. I mm-hmm. don't even know if it was offered or not at my high school. But um, I, I guess both my parents are software engineers. My mom in like grade 11 for me introduced me to... This thing called MITx, which would in turn become EdX, um, which also around the same time that Coursera was getting really big, and it was like really really exciting time in like online education. That I think right.
0: so. These are online course platforms. Yeah,
1: online course platforms. And my mom showed me a few courses from like first year MIT intro to computer science, and she was like, "Want to watch these together?" Uh, she already knew all this stuff, but she was like, "Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll I'll like sit with you, help you with assignments and stuff." And like do it it took it took a few tries she had to do a little bit of pushing but eventually at some point i like got into it myself and that was like what i started sort of looking for work in um in like high school summers um i so i'd done a little bit like I'd, i worked in a lab in like a bioinformatics lab at U of T in the summer between grade 11 and 12 mm-hmm. and the summer after grade 12 um and through that i got like some basic programming experience but now looking back it was really just like a chance to play around with stuff. I don't think I necessarily really developed some skills that I that I took for it. I think a lot of that just came from online classes, side projects on my own. And when I came into first year and was already taking the first year computer science class, like I felt like I sort of knew a lot of that stuff already just from
0: my own side work. And just not... from online classes and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You got into doing some pretty like heavy duty programming i know you might laugh at that but some pretty heavy duty programming early on and Mm -hmm. it it ended up leading to some work for you
1: Mm -hmm. yeah uh so in so in first year i guess i was at, at that time probably more so than now i was doing it a lot as just like a hobby thing and i would be going like it wasn't at that point but it in, throughout first year, I discovered hackathons and all these programming competitions, and started going to a lot of those. Um, but in particular, there was one in like the first month of first year that I entered into with um, with another classmate of mine in called the Orbis Challenge, which is like this AI programming competition. I figured I didn't really know much about that really, but it was just like I yeah I'd seen a, I'd seen a few posters and I didn't really have any like excuse not to do those things, and I think. Um, so I so I entered in that and we ended up winning and that kinda led to like my first summer job, which was at Orbis. Um I yeah, it, it kind of got me to an interview at least and I had to do like a bunch of interviews after that, like four or something, but um but it directly was like helpful in, in getting there. Yeah. What was the nature of the challenge? So they do it's actually a pretty fun challenge. They do like they do they change it every year a bit but it's just they take some different game year to year. So it's something roughly like sort of one year it was something sort of like Pong, I think. Another year it was something like ours was kind of like the game Tron, the like light bike thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're trying to, you know, not hit your own tail and not hit your opponent's tail, but like box in your opponent um, on like a 2D grid. And your task is in like teams of one or two to code up some AI that will be able to, and then they just like throw them all in a ring kind of, and like you make an on top. That wins a game. Yeah. And they change the game every year. Um, as far as I know, it still goes on. Um, they're on like the 10th one now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, yeah, so that led to my first summer job, which was working on the actual next Orbis challenge website, um, which was like, yeah, this is my first time working in a more sort of professional corporate environment. Um, still doing like software engineering work. And I found that I enjoyed it enough that I like wanted to keep pursuing that. Um, I was at that time still trying to like reconcile how that fit in with engineering science and how I could make that fit in. Versus... Just in terms
0: of what you were studying over the course of your first two years? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. In terms of both, how can I, how can I, um, how can my courses that I'm taking be useful to me? And also how can the work that I'm doing be useful in school? Um, and there was some disconnect there. It was it was hard to really... Where I feel like if I were in computer science, I would have like directly been like, yeah, like I'm doing stuff that I learned in class. Like that was with coworkers of mine that I was working with who are other U of T students who are all in computer science. They were all like, yeah, like I know this stuff from school. Like, where do you know this stuff from? Um, You're like MIT online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... So yeah, so I, I, I think I was I was struggling a little bit to like find some direct connection there between like whatever like calc three and like fluid fluid mechanics on the one hand, and like web development on the other, um, right? But I was in my mind at that point it was just like whatever this is my first summer job I'll take what I can get.
0: And, yeah, I mean for and... the record I was working security that connected kind of right. not exactly. at all with mechanics
1: exactly. And so I felt like it was still it was still a good opportunity and like better than what I would have otherwise. Like, that was, that's already a pretty high thing to be really, really, like, aiming for, especially right from first year, is, like, trying mm-hmm. to get something that directly is, like, what you're trying to be working
0: in. Did that impetus of trying to connect work with uh, what you were studying in class change any of what you were looking for in second year or any of what you were taking part in outside of school in second year? Uh, A little bit. I mean, I think second year
1: was a lot of, like, second year in NSI in general is, like, the big year where you choose your major right? And right. we and I spent a lot of I don't remember exactly at what point in the year that occurs, but like you should be sort of thinking about it all throughout the year and thinking it's not too late to switch even like first week of third year, but sure. you kind of like put in some some decision around middle of second semester and in first year you should it's it's on your mind a lot and it's like you talk to people about it and you ask, you know, hey, hey, what are you what option are you thinking of going into mm-hmm. and, discuss these things and I was very much second year was for me just like a lot of attending these seminar talks trying to figure out which one and which one maybe is closest to work that I've done up to this point that I kind of enjoy um
0: which was at this point
1: mostly software
0: development work right yeah so uh, it seems to me just from what I know of anxiety that ECE so like the electrical computer engineering option in anxiety would be closest to programming like was that not like a natural jump out for you um to be honest not really
1: because if like if you look, it, it's true when you look at what people, at least like people who graduate from NSI, what do they end up working in? It's definitely, I think, the highest proportion of the people who are in EC end up working in like tech jobs. Mm, right. Compared to other options. Mm-hmm. Um, tech being a tech like and air quotes. Hard, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in strong air quotes that like, I don't know what that word means anymore, but um, in software jobs, I should say. Um, but I don't know, a lot of the courses that they take as well, I think I would, we take, we, I took, we got to like try some sort of EC like courses in second year. And even in robotics, we had some EC type of courses like signal processing analysis sure. and looking at their timetables and stuff they do. I didn't feel like that necessarily would be so useful either. That's a lot of it is more low level electrical engineering type stuff that I, think is useful and good to understand, but it was deeper than I was interested to go into like circuits and signals and stuff that I, sure. I also didn't feel like that's necessarily what I needed for
0: for the work that I wanted to do. So why did you end up settling on robotics? Or like how did that decision come about?
1: Right, so it, it, was, it was hard. I was, I think some of the courses that we, that I was seeing at the time, like intro to AI, intro to machine learning, Um, a few of those, I felt like from those I would be getting the bit of programming stuff that I could, Mm -hmm. um, more so than I would in other options. Um, and it was, it kind of came down to like maybe finance, robo or EC. Okay. And I think out of those, the one that jumped out as like where I would get to do the kind of programming that I was into machine learning, AI, whatever, because it was, 2016 and that was like
0: very very hot
1: that was the thing to do yeah um not that it isn't anymore necessarily but at that time it was really like that's what I think everyone knew I've... and buzzing and Jeffrey Hinton yeah. was at U of T yeah exactly it was it was a it was an exciting time and like so I saw those courses and kind of gravitated towards those and that was the main thing that drew me in but like otherwise and and and, and also the math I was kind of interested in too I was like robots are pretty cool um, I could see that as a future. I would want to get some experience in that industry and see what that that kind of is like.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I, I I see that decision making process, and you made the decision in second year, yeah, yeah. So, nevertheless, you ended up working in software after second year. That's right. Um, how did that happen? And like, what did you end up doing?
1: Yeah. So, I guess through first semester of second year, I was like applying for mostly software jobs. I, I threw out applications to like every big internet company Mm -hmm. you can think of. Um, I didn't hear back for most, um, but I did, I think one of the only interviews I got was with Google and I ended up getting a summer internship there after second year. But this stuff I applied, like, I don't know where else I would have really, if if I was more interested in the stuff directly relating to what I was doing in class, I don't know what path that would have necessarily led me. Maybe towards something more like kind of research Mm -hmm. and I honestly just didn't feel like that was what I wanted to do like I had gotten some little taste of that when I was working at the bioinformatics lab and Mm -hmm. like it was just it felt a lot less exciting to me than software engineering Um, for sure a big part of that was like seeing how my parents were doing it and like it was just seeing how that would look like what that would look like I think and, and friends of mine as well my sister is also studying computer science and other people, friends of hers that I know studying computer science. all, these pe- all, all of these people that I knew, it felt like it felt like that was the way the like, most exciting way forward for me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Where was the Google job? And right. like what was it like? So it was in San Francisco, um, in the city of San Francisco itself, as opposed to in Mountain View, which is like where the headquarters of Google are. Mm-hmm. That distance is like an hour and a half or so where a lot of people do live in San Francisco and commute to Mountain View, but it's a very different feel in the city itself. Um, so it was it was interesting. It was definitely like, I think the first two, three weeks, I didn't write a single line of code there. It was like a little intimidating. Um You really just like I I, I would go home and be like super tired at the end of those days, even if I was working, whatever, like 10 to five or 10 to six or something like not a crazy long day, but just like the whole day would be spent reading code and trying to understand it. And like reading this big thing, bigger than anything I had ever worked on, even even on a smaller project within Google. It's like everything is just so, so big and so like it's very mature code very like been around for a while a lot of smart people have worked on it for quite a while it's
0: not like the thing that you would just like hack together and be like here mm -hmm. it is you're like oh i need to be really good now i need to understand what these other really smart people did
1: it really did feel like it was yeah on another level and that was my first because what i was working on at orbis in that first summer it was like my own sort of thing it was like i did do my best to sort of try to make it clean and corporate and and all uh follow best practices and everything but it was the whole like code base that we were working on was like we started from scratch and it was between me and another computer science student we wrote basically all of it, that like stuff for the Orbis challenge website. And so mm-hmm. whereas, and so it was really at Google that summer was like understanding how it works in a larger setting. And I think that was, that was a really interesting step to, to have gotten to take because mm-hmm. I think I, yeah, it let me understand what that looks like in, in, a, in a larger setting.
0: Was San Francisco what you expected it to be?
1: Well, I don't know. It's hard to think back to what my expectations were sure. at this point, um, going back to um, that time. I think, like, how I kind of characterize that experience of being there is just, like, got getting a chance to meet a lot of people who are also in a similar position. Like, I met dozens and dozens of other interns from, like mostly mostly between like georgia tech and the midwest but because those are just big big sources of of where tech employees come to silicon valley from but meeting a lot of a lot of students at similar kind of points also kind of doing similar things um that was the time though i also was sort of increasingly feeling some disconnect between like these people all of whom are studying something like computer science um and me who like all of the stuff like i'm able to sort of keep up with them but all none of none of what i'm doing in class really is coming up at all like it was at that point i was starting to sort of abandon that hope a little bit more
0: of like how do i directly imp- apply what i'm learning in school to this gotcha so you finish up at, one second year you get back and you start doing robo mm-hmm. um and also around this time, people start applying like for PY. What was your thought process on whether or not to do PY? Yeah,
1: I was thinking I wanted to find something good. I wanted to I wanted to do it if I could find something good. I spent a little bit of time looking at the portal. Uh, I was originally considering doing like if I could a PY thing at Google, but they at the time, I don't know if this has changed since, but they at the time were not necessarily open to it. They were like only in exceptional cases would we try to Accommodate someone doing something for like six months and longer than that, we couldn't really do because most schools in America don't have an equivalent sort of thing. Right. So I found the kind of like my usual sources of looking for jobs, that being like going on whatever website I frequent and clicking the careers button. Uh-huh. Um, didn't really work for finding something for a year. Um, so I so I looked so I turned to the portal. Um. I was seeing the main things of those that I was interested in was maybe if I could try some robotics job because then I could see perhaps does this like sort of adjacent thing that I'm still should be qualified to do this is like what I learn and so on mm-hmm. um, if I could do that and it would be it would be closer and I would feel it be getting that feeling potentially which is what I thought I was kind of craving which was
0: directly applying stuff that I'm doing in coursework. mm-hmm Gotcha. So you were starting to look for stuff that more you would maybe be able to apply, like that robotics thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you end up finding?
1: Yeah, to that end, I found I ended up working at reputer Robotics. Um, this that's a robotics startup that was working on trying to build a cloud robotics platform. The general idea being like abstract away all of the different differences in between all different robots and make it so that they could communicate with one another work together effectively and like the goal being large scale robotic systems that are currently lacking like full fully automated factory floor warehouse etc mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the next step that a lot of people want to see in robotics but there's sort of like a, a bit of a Gap in implementation right now, there.
0: So it's making the technological kind of base for different robots to be able to interact together and mm-hmm. for us to be able to make larger scale robot systems That's instead of individual do. robots. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Th- th- it's a cool vision of the future. Yeah. Uh, th- there's. So well, before we get into kind of like Reputa, um you started working there when in September. In September, yeah. So you spent the first summer of your PEY again at Google. That's right. So. W- yeah. How did that decision come about? And. So I guess it was kind of a
1: like it was it was pretty it, it felt pretty separate of a decision to be making as in that second internship at Google could or could not have been part of a PY. It mm-hmm. was a summer thing and I had already secured that before I had decided whether or not I would be going on PY. Mm-hmm. I was everything that I was looking for PY was like within the constraints of I could do it from September to September maybe mm-hmm. instead um because that first summer like. I'd gotten a return offer after the first internship and sure. was potentially able to go back and I was hoping maybe through my like selection of team at Google I could potentially try to get to something that in that way find something more directly applying stuff that I felt like I was learning in class so like more robotic stuff not necessarily robotics necessarily but I don't even know just any like seeing if I could get anything even remotely close or I mean you could summarize all of this as like me trying to justify to myself not going into computer science in first year um, <laughs> right but, but yeah so i so i ended up so i ended up going back there because i had a return offer and because i was able to find a team that was like working in speech speech recognition in language modeling that was pretty interesting um and i did try to apply for some other stuff as well but that was like the best thing that i had Mm -hmm. Uh, available to me at the time
0: how different was it from your first summer at google
1: um i would say quite different i had so for one i was working in mountain view and not san francisco Mm -hmm. which is a whole thing of like mountain view is their headquarters they have it's a town of roughly a hundred thousand people where practically half of them work at google in the whole town and I was living in Mountain View as well like right. many like many of the other interns do because it's google a flat Town. commute from everywhere else yeah it, and it's completely like feels like this weird utopian dystopian futuristic sort of thing um where like the bikes you see in the street are like whatever green red yellow and blue mm-hmm. um, <laughs> google colored and like it, it was it was it was a lot you see every all so many so many groups of interns forming and like a lot of a lot of fun social stuff going on but it's very kind of it all feels very very temporary like you're you're there for the summer and then everyone disperses back to wherever they go to school
0: gotcha um and did the work feel significantly different the work felt
1: pretty different i think um it did i did to some extent leave it feeling like there is a range of experiences that you can get at a single company a large company especially from the first team to the second, there are a number of differences I could point out, like the size of my team that I was working with, slash the size of like the peripheral teams that we were interacting with, where this team fits into like the overall organizational structure. It's like a, a bit more of a younger team in terms of the product and a bit more, also a lot more people from like academic backgrounds, just by nature of the, the projects. Um, a lot of like PhDs, more research type people um and those those are all differences that like did lead to some differences in how i in in how it was working but on the sort of day-to-day ground level me sitting at my computer a lot of it also still did feel the same it's still the same like writing code within google's code base and like stuff that i learned and got comfortable with in the second in the first summer did apply to
0: to that second summer as well gotcha are you glad you did the second summer there
1: yeah, I would say so. Um also considering just I didn't really have too many other like super good options. Otherwise, I had applied for some things but didn't really get too many. Um so it was definitely the best thing I could have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um but I also yeah, I think I I think I also that's unfair to. Like I I did get a lot. I did get a lot from that and I do feel like by that end end of that second summer I felt a lot of confidence in my technical abilities in general. Sweet.
0: Well, we'll talk about the application of those technical abilities at Reputa, but we're going to take a quick break now. We'll be back with more Arkady.
1: Hello, it's me, Arkady. I just wanted to wish you all a Happy New Year, and also wanted to let you know that we have a live show coming up tomorrow. That's Tuesday, January 15th, and that'll be taking place in the pit. Also, as always, be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, and like us on Facebook, Instagram. And feel free to reach out to us if you have any ideas, think you or somebody you know would be good to have on the show. And without further ado, let's get back to the show.
0: And we're back from an interlude with Arcadi to more of an interview with Arcadi. So you mentioned that you wanted you started to work from September onwards at a company called Reputa Robotics and you mentioned that they do this cloud platform thing. Um, tell us a little bit more about Reputa, like where they are and like what you were doing with them.
1: right so Reputa there they had three offices at the time that I was working there that was in Zurich, in Tokyo and in Bangalore. Honestly, that was part of, like, the draw when I saw it on the um, on the PY portal. It was, like, looking at the list of all the things, there's, like, Markham, 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 Miss Saga, Brampton, Markham, 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 Markham <laughs> Zurich, Markham, Markham, Markham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that, and I was, like, kind of drawn. Um, and that wasn't the sole thing. Like, if I had found a good thing in Markham, I probably would have done it too, something that I was really trying to do. But um, that was... So, I was in Switzerland. Um, the plan when I arrived there was for me to be in Switzerland kind of indefinitely um, for the for the duration of my time there. But uh, that didn't end up happening. Although, the hope also was that I would potentially, like this was discussed when I was interviewing for them as well, that I would maybe get to like see the other offices too and see right. the other cities. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So,
0: y- what were you doing for Reputa?
1: Yeah, a few things. So, It's kind of the thing. The it's kind of a cliche at this point that the way that people talk about working at a startup. They were maybe thirty people. About like fifteen or so of those were software engineers working on the actual tech product, as opposed to corporate CEO, uh, business salespeople, etc. But so it's that's a very very small team, and we are really mostly working on like it's it's kind of what they say is like everyone sort of works on everything and you work on what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it how it got to feel by the end. It was like people were, once you get to know, it took me a while to get to know sort of the product that they were working on and what exactly their goal was and how exactly um, I could contribute to that. But I was in general working on like the platform and products that they wanted to release on that platform. Um, like a uh, main project that I was working on was this interface for being able to control a drone from remotely and define like a plan for how it's going to move on a map and survey your farm or whatever you want surveyed This is a common drone application. And then like take a bunch of pictures and like stitch them all together and some like mine, some insights from that that could be useful for, for a customer. That was sort of one of the main projects that I worked on at Reputa. And um, so yeah, that that's, that's kind of the, the, bulk of of what i worked
0: on from a technical side right did it feel significantly different or more robotics-y from your previous jobs uh at times a little bit at least the people
1: that i was working with especially those in zurich were a lot of people with like robotics phds and they were working on sort of control theory stuff i feel like i didn't get to i didn't get to touch that as much as i wanted to i got to work a little bit with a thing called ross robotics operating system or robot operating system i don't remember mm-hmm. that's Really, really ubiquitous. And that was part of like right now, if you're trying to work in robotics, like that is the number one thing that's like taken over in the last few years that everyone kind of needs to know because it's just the main sort of software framework that any robotics applications are developed in. Gotcha. Uh, It may not stick around forever, but right now that's very, very widely used in the industry. So I wanted to get a taste of that. Um, I did a little bit, but I would say it was a stretch of maybe three weeks that I was working on this one. Ross related thing, but the majority was not so much that. And the majority was stuff that felt like some sort of mix of the things that I had done the previous three summers um, general, like web development, software engineering tasks. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, did it feel like different doing it, first of all, in a startup, but second of all, uh, doing it for a, a robotics company? Um,
1: unfortunately, I feel like not as much as I maybe was hoping for mm-hmm. um to some extent yes like i think I, I think i did get to like talk to people who talking to my coworkers who really also were like very passionate about this thing and knew a lot about robotics and like were thinking about it through that perspective like we're thinking about this drone product with a lot of knowledge about how drones actually work like there was there was that element of it but it's really you know the bulk of your time is really spent like just by yourself at your desk working on your own stuff and that time was largely i would say similar to to the software engine and that's and that's that's that is how things tend to be like that's what a lot of the actual work that needs to get done is and yeah that's inevitably the case um i found
0: right well, even if the work didn't feel that different, I'm sure living in Zurich was markedly different from living anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed it in Zurich a lot. It was a very, like, a lot of the things that I would had heard about it going in were turned out to be true. And, such as? Such as just how crazy clean it is, like don't think i saw like a piece of garbage on the fl- on the ground anywhere in like four months um, wow. how insanely on time the trains are like when a thing when a train says it's going to arrive at 1207 it arrives between 1206 and 45 seconds and 1207 and 15 seconds like that's that if a train is more than a minute late it was like i saw that happen in four months when i was taking the train all the time like once or twice mm-hmm And it's kind of like people get a little shook and like, (laughs) yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. That was cool to see just like on what, to what level they could get their infrastructure to be that good. Um, And it uh, uh, applies to a lot of things. Like there was one time just the way that every, everything is very, very sharp. Like when, when you're at a place that's about to close, like I was at a museum one time and I was there at like 5.59 or something and it was closing at six or 5.55 maybe. And at some point, people just sort of appear out of nowhere. Like, you didn't even see them before. And mm-hmm. they just slowly start kind of, like, ushering you towards the exit. <laughs> like, no, stop looking at stuff in the museum store. Like, leave. Where at 6 o'clock, our door is locked and everyone is out. Like, that is... And it's, and it's sharp. And, like, every, I, I seem to be the only person who didn't firmly understand that. Where it's like, here, you know, if you're working at a closed store that closes at 9 o'clock, you're working till 10. Like hundred percent right. if there's a lineup at nine they're they're settling up until 9 30 and then you clean up some more Where there it's like six o'clock it closes six o'clock everyone who works there is out the door
0: right and everybody seems to just understand that yeah uh-huh gotcha um how did you end know up spending your time outside of work in switzerland
1: uh a few things i was i did try to like explore a bunch i um i like took the train out to nearby towns and stuff like i've been to like all of the cities in switzerland bigger than a hundred thousand people which is not many mm-hmm. but um and just took the train out to like every different little place and saw a lot of like really 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 pretty places um listened to a lot of podcasts um but a lot of it was like sort of alone time and having to get comfortable with that um especially because i didn't really know know anybody going in there and my coworkers were Largely like there was some just bit of like an age gap and different sort of like where we're at in our lives. And there wasn't really anybody around my age or like my sort of place in life. And so I found I had a little bit of a hard time socially getting with them. Um, So that inevitably did lead to a lot of like alone time while I was there, which meant to just, yeah, a lot of listening to podcasts, reading other stuff. I had, I had some friends there, but, um, over a period of what ended up only being four months, it was kind of difficult to,
0: to really form anything like substantial. So, speaking of, mm-hmm. you mentioned that it ended up being four months, but the original plan was for it to be 12. That's right. How did that happen?
1: Right. So, at the end of December, the company sort of pretty suddenly announced that they were closing their office in Switzerland. Um, like, I just remember it happening like one morning and I was like, almost Whoop. did the stereotypical like spit out my spit out my coffee or whatever <laughs> if I drank coffee um and like it was yeah it came as quite a surprise i and i was potentially i had the option to relocate to bangalore in india my whole office had this option to relocate to india or to tokyo um and for me the option was more in in bangalore because that was kind of where they wanted me and that was where the people that i was working that I had been working with a little bit were mostly going to be. Um, but I mean, most of the people in my office ended up leaving at that time. Um, like leaving the company. Yeah. And I, and I stayed because it was like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to find something in the next two weeks to do from January to whenever. And, you know, I'm still enjoying it and I wouldn't mind to go to India and so on. Like mm-hmm. all of these things it was like, it was a pretty, it, it ended up all being, right. Yeah. It was not actually a hard decision to make the, harder thing was like just like rationalizing it to my parents and like (laughs) yeah yeah. um and just like making the actual preparations that i to go but the actual decision whether whether i should go or not was like pretty quick so i ended up from the start of january like i went home for christmas break and then but like packed all my stuff from switzerland and like went home and then which was convenient because i got to like dump all my winter clothes and then go to india where um, Winter's not as much of a thing. Yeah, where, where Winter was not as much of a thing, you could say, yeah. Um, and from the start of January, I was I was
0: already there working in Bangalore. That's really cool. So uh, I feel like this must have been quite different from the other work experiences you'd had, just because before you had been at, like, big, stable software companies. And here you are with a company that was like, whoop, just closed an office. Like, what was that experience of just finding that out like?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it had never even, like, entered into my mind that a thing like that could happen or does happen, like that offices close, that companies go through difficult times, but also still survive and can come out thriving. And, like, that's that it, it really, when I first heard that that was a possibility, like for someone with more experience, I think for most of the people in the office, they probably to a much greater extent felt like there were sort of signs in the air and they were not so blindsided by it. What I was quite like, whoa, okay, wow. And like, yeah, the office is just not going to exist. Okay, <laughs> um, so it was, it was, it was definitely a, a surprise um, to myself more than more than I think it was to to the others around
0: me. Right. Um. How do you feel about the work side of things? Mm-hmm. Um. So. My work in India.
1: It definitely felt like I was actually, I had a lot more work to do in India. Like, part of the reason why the office in Switzerland closed was because it was like there was just some little bit of like mismatch they felt between what the people in Zurich were working on and what their backgrounds were most qualified to do, which was like robotics applications and working directly with like drones and as you know, opposed they knew, to working on software. Yeah. And so they felt like they didn't necessarily need all of those. All of those people who, who were like, able in that, um, in that area. So, I guess it, there was a, there was a period for like the first four months. I was kind of thinking like, I feel a little bit underworked. Sure. Um, there were stretches of like a couple weeks where I would be like, just working on my like terminal skills and like my Git right. skills and just like learning a bit because I'm like, I still. I'm like obligated to be here in this time, but I literally don't have things to do. And that happens at work all the time. Like you have just like stretches where it's not always like as much as you want to be working. Sometimes there just isn't so much to do in the immediate moment. But in India, I didn't really have any periods like that. Like I was sort of a little closer to the product and we were always like, there's a, there's stuff that we need worked on. And like, I was
0: there and ready
1: to do it. Um, or in Switzerland, that felt, that felt
0: less the case. Gotcha. What was the like culture shift like or just like the work outside of work life change, like moving from Zurich to Bangalore?
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to I don't I'm like a little hesitant to extrapolate too much about Zurich as a whole or Bangalore. As what was a it like in for you? But in, in my experience, which was heavily shaped by like, you know, my immediate coworkers, the like five or so people immediately around me in my office of maybe 10, 15 or so in India it was a lot more, it was a lot more social. It was a lot more like we would, whatever, just like hang out at the office on a Friday night and like watch a movie or something Mm -hmm. and like felt and, and go out for dinner and just like hang out a lot more in a way that felt like as friends, not even necessarily that there was a different, a big difference in ages. I think the people were also similarly mostly older than me in the office in India, but somehow it just like, ended up working out differently that with that group of people, I was a little bit more like socially integrated with them. And that ended up being a lot of fun. Like I, I got to, I think if I had, you know, if it had been like Switzerland, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have explored nearly as much as I did in, in India Mm -hmm. just because I would be, I would have been, I definitely did need a lot of help in general at first, just getting around in terms of like, how do you like, what public transit options are available and if I should take them or not and right. you know how do I like how much am I expected to negotiate my price of a taxi ride and like all these things all these social customs yeah and just like what even is worth doing like are should I be like where should what are good places to eat all these stuff like what are, what are good pl- good things to order like they my, my coworkers seem to enjoy sort of showing me around in that way and I definitely feel like I got to see a lot more than I would have ever gotten to see as a tourist. Like, I felt like that I got to experience the place while working there ended up being much, much more, um more better as a tourist experience, too, than if I had been there just as a tourist.
0: Mm hmm. Um, what do you think was like your like favorite thing you got to like, experience or learn in your form of there? Um I could, I could name a few things.
1: A lot of them revolve around like f- food, to be <laughs> honest. Like one thing I really, really miss is just the corner st- stands with like, uh, like tea shops or like on the corner directly outside of my workplace, there was a tea shop where like just some guy had for like 10 cents, just like small cups of tea that my coworkers, we would go out for tea breaks like two, three times a day and just like hang out there. And directly next to there, there was another dude with, it was, you could call it a coconut stand, I guess, but it was really, like, it was a dude with, like, a hundred coconuts and a machete. Right. And, like, he would just, you know, lop the top off, and you could just do that. And and another thing, like, up the street was, this one specifically I really, really miss, which is, like, um, sugar cane juice. You've probably never had that before. Uh, I have not. <laughs> but it's, like, oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was <laughs> Those things like just little things that are just like there around um, from a consumption perspective, like that was really good. That sounds very that sounds a little bit like gluttonous for me to be reminiscing. about. No, that. but, that,
0: but that, that's cool. And that was well, like a core part of your daily.
1: to Yeah, it was. It was um, especially just that like I was able to just eat out a lot more because it tends to be cheaper. Um, so I lived with a lot more comforts than I feel like I did in Switzerland where I was like quite tight. Um, cause everything in Switzerland is super, super expensive. Um, so I, I, I definitely got to like do a lot of that stuff. I think another big highlight was this trip that we made to the state called Goa, which is like directly adjacent to the state that I was in Karnataka. Um, we, I went there with like three or four of my coworkers and like a couple of their friends and we just stayed in the hostel for two nights, I think. Um, it's like one of the cheapest vacations i've ever done still and we just sort of like rented uh, rented motorcycles and just like went around these like beaches really really nice places like from beach to beach to like night market and just like walked around ate a lot um like sat drank slept mm-hmm. and it was it was it was really nice that was like one of the most enjoyable weekends uh, unfortunately because i was only there for a short amount of time and there were not too many like long weekends or anything I didn't get to kind of travel as much around the country as I would have liked to because they're for, especially hearing from my coworkers who were often like some person would just be gone for a few days because they would have to go to some wedding or something often a wedding uh, in like a different a, a different state and they would go there for a few days and it would, it would show me pictures and it seemed super cool and or they would just go to some nearby state to like visit friends I feel like we don't really have that in Canada so much where like you know the next closest city here where i like know anybody is six hours away right the one after that is another like four hours and after that god knows like yeah yeah, yeah. um you don't really feel like this direct like intimate connection with the country as much as i feel like people there do um where like you because there are a lot of people everywhere you can like you can there are places within a one hour flight range or like a or overnight bus range where like and more than just two of them where you could go and mm-hmm. like really see stuff. And so I found that people there did a lot, a lot more of that, at least my coworkers.
0: That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, it sounds like you had a good four months there, but it did only end up being four months instead of what was the expected eight. Right. So how did that happen?
1: Yeah, it was a kind of complicated thing, I think. Um, so I ended up at the end of April leaving Reputa. We kind of they wanted to like change the terms of my contract a little bit to um, change my salary when I moved to India. And I had sort of like, I sort of stood firm and so I was technically fired with like a three month notice at the end of January. Um, (laughs) And then at the end of April was when that ended. And at that time I like, but it was, it was, it was not necessarily the formality of it. it was more at that point. I also was like, feeling like i had gotten the most from my experience there and the like benefit of being able to do an additional summer was higher like that if i could i and i mean the fact that i was able to do so where i originally had wanted to do something along those lines like four eight four months and that wasn't really like allowed within the parameters of pui Mm -hmm. and that i sort of got an excuse to do so um because i was technically fired like it's like great i can (laughs) You know, I can find I can find another thing for the summer, and I have uh, three months to look for it. Um, I was pretty happy with it. I think I would have also I definitely would have enjoyed more time as well to like hang out in India. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, like getting an additional four months working in a in another entirely different place um, was nice. And I was also by that point kind of weary and like wanted to go home or like somewhere closer to home because it was. I haven't talked about this at all, but like there's there's like a 10 and a half hour time difference in India between nine and a half and 10 and a half, because I think there was some daylight savings time shenanigans shenanigans while I was there. But like that basically meant I could maybe have a brief call with my family in the morning as they were just about to go to sleep or like exchange a few messages. But it was really like to to a much, much greater extent than when I was in Europe, like I was there kind of. On my own with what is immediately physically surrounding me because at that point it's a pretty it felt like a pretty insurmountable sort of time difference like I could exchange a few messages but I didn't really feel super super connected to people back home at that time Mm -hmm. and I was kind of missing that
0: gotcha so you ended up moving closer to home Mm -hmm. Uh, where was that and what were you doing there
1: yeah so I found a summer internship at Shopify um, which is an e-commerce company in based in Ottawa um, with offices also in Toronto, Montreal, Waterloo, um, and so I, I had heard about this company a little bit. I actually, like, I had been to their Toronto office before for some like tech talks in first year, and on the like Canadian tech radar, they're pretty big. Uh, mm-hmm. In the bigger picture, they're also still pretty big. Um, but yeah, so I found, but I was it was really getting an opportunity to be in Canada, which was nice because I was like thinking. I've been on all these internships. I've spent like six different four month periods at this point, And they're all, you know, the closest one to Toronto was in Vancouver. And I wanted to get some little bit of more taste of like what life could be like if I were working in Toronto area or what ended up being Ottawa, uh, which was like sort of close to Toronto. I was able to at least make like four or five weekend trips back home and stuff. Nice. Um, but, uh, Yeah. So, so I worked in Ottawa for, for the remaining four months on like their data platform um, in general, providing like analytics to people who use Shopify to make an online store. Um, And that was another, like in terms of the actual tech technical work, like sort of shift from what I had been doing up to that point and just like more valuable industry experience I felt.
0: That's cool. Did you like the company?
1: Yeah, I did a lot. It um, it did feel in a lot of ways like, I mean, at this point, a lot of like tech corporate cultures are based off of, it feel a lot like Google, mm-hmm. like echoing them uh, with all of just like the intern events and like sort of lavish offices and like over the top modern furniture and like-
0: Snacks, swag, f- nap rooms. All right? of those yeah. things. Yeah.
1: And all of that, I was like, nice. Okay. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've done this before. I-, I I can't say I don't like it, mm-hmm. um, and all of those aspects. Like I was, I was. It didn't feel like they were they were slacking on any of that, and uh, that was all enjoyable. But also the actual company and like what they work on and the like level of quality of technical people there and so on. Like I did feel like I was able to learn from the people there, and I came out of those four months like with more
0: respect for the company overall. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what was working in Ottawa like? You mentioned you got to go home a bunch. But yeah. What was Ottawa like? Um, it was interesting.
1: I mean, I'd been to Ottawa a little bit before, like for one or two just like random weekend trips, but I never, it kind of, because it happened so suddenly, I wasn't really deeply like, you know, I have a pick of all cities in the world. Where should I go? I'll choose Ottawa. Mm-hmm. It was more like, you know, I have, this is one of the possible things, one of a small handful of possible things I'm going to be able to find between January and April. And, this has worked out and it's like close enough at this point and gotcha. um that not to say though honestly auto was a lot of fun i i think us Toron- from toronto we probably don't give it enough thought we uh, roast it yeah we do and we call it whatever like a boring place and there are there are like so, those sides of it but i think i don't know i was able to have a very good time there over four months as well i like, there's plenty of stuff to do. And I think for a city of its size, it's probably more fun than average just because it has all of the, like, touristy stuff in general mm-hmm. that, like...
0: And government is hype. Yeah.
1: um, I can't tell if that was sarcastic or not, but... <laughs> Quite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I don't know. It, like, I was there for Canada Day, which was actually pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, like, I, I yeah, it was, like, whole big, massive parade of people walking through the streets and, like, actually watched it i watched the fireworks that were taking place from Gatineau, which is like ottawa sits right on the border with quebec right mm-hmm. and this town on the other side where it felt like a whole different world um because they barely separate celebrate canada day there but it's also the best place to watch the fireworks that are taking place in interesting ottawa. so it was it was really nice there was like a big crowd of people watching fireworks there there so the, and and in general like there were there were a lot of nice places and i think also my sort of situation was that I was living in a shared, like, student residence, uh, condo thing um, that Shopify had for the summer, like, mm-hmm. rented out a few dozen or so units for all of the other interns. So, like, that also provided like a lot more fun, just because I was living like directly next to other people in a similar sort of position that I could hang out with that also like were looking for things to do. Mm-hmm. So, I think it in that way it also felt very similar to like the previous. Google internships and stuff where it's, like, everyone around me is, like, looking to looking to do some
0: fun stuff, and they're all in, like, similar kind of positions. Gotcha. Okay. Well, sounds like it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, you get back to Toronto in, for September, and you start fourth year. Mm-hmm. Um, did fourth year feel, like, different from third year? And do you think PY had anything to do with that?
1: Yeah. I, I think yes to both questions. So fourth year... I mean, at this point, you know, I was at, like one one big way is for a lot of POY, I was thinking about should I do grad school or not, um, whether or not that would be, you know, valuable. And a lot of fourth year is spent thinking about what you're going to do in our fifth year and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of people I know that came down to a question of do I want to apply for jobs or do I want to go to grad school? That's kind of where most people fall in between those two options, at least among people in like my circle of engineering students, mm-hmm. and so I was I was also kind of like trying to decide on that question. Um, I was using PUI as a way to kind of think about it as well, um, and so a lot of a lot of first semester of fourth year was spent thinking about that question and also like applying for jobs and stuff. But also just from like a school perspective, I'm really at this point very much like I'm in my classes to like enjoy what I can learn from them. Right. I unfortunately don't have, I have a little bit of like leverage to be able to steer the classes that I want to take in terms of my electives and stuff. And I see a little bit from from the PUI work that I've done, like I've taken some courses based on that. For instance, I felt like if I want to kind of round out things that I might've missed out on if I hadn't, if I had been in computer science, I am taking operating systems to that effect. This semester, um, I and I, yeah, I I think the way that I spend my time is a little different as well. I'm focusing more on like how um, how can I just enjoy this like time in Toronto more and like get you know grow deeper connections with my classmates and friends here and stuff like that more so than what is the like how can I grind to the best possible mark in robotics class X number uh-huh. fifty like. I I think that's kind of feels like my academics are a little bit less of a priority at this point um which I'm pretty okay with mm-hmm. I would be surprised at like my first year self would be very surprised at me for this but I feel like I I know what I need in terms of like to succeed in in the work that I'm kind of trying to do um and it doesn't directly correlate to like the classes that i'm in it's a lot of also and i found also what i've like what has led me to some success in like internships and stuff before has been a lot of all the stuff i've done outside of class and all of the like all of all of the side work and i'm also trying to kind of cultivate some of that too
0: right it's it sounds like you're not you you've kind of let go a little bit of this idea that like deep academics and like really really pushing yourself on that is the way to be able to do the kind of work you want to do
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's that's the one of the big, I would say takeaways that PY kind of cemented in my head was mm-hmm. was was exactly what you just said that mm-hmm. um, there are other things besides your like, you know, classroom learnings that will that are important to how you can succeed in a workplace. And that's eventually where I'm trying to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do I focus on those things more? Um, and for me that meant, focusing more on like what people call soft skills or like just my yeah more kind of growing myself as a person growing myself in terms of how do i work on projects and work on within groups of people and stuff but i think a lot of that came from comes from outside of the classroom
0: that makes sense so i'm speaking of moving into the future like where do you find yourself after fourth year Mm -hmm.
1: so i've I guess the final decision that I came to on that question I kind of at the start of September was like I'll apply for both grad schools and and um, and jobs and I kind of yeah first semester just sort of like came and went and I didn't really have it in me to, to to really do that I was like starting on looking at some of the grad school programs and I just didn't feel like it was what I needed right now mm-hmm. um, and and so and and also it's it's quite hard to do that actually. Apply for both at the same time. It's a lot. Each of them individually is a lot. Each of them individually is enough to, if you're already kind of like close to your ceiling with school and extracurriculars and whatever, like that's already to push you all the way to your ceiling of yeah. how much time you have. And I really just didn't have more time to to be doing one or the other because if you're you know if you're looking full time for so what I ended up focusing more on was looking for full time work and I was like, if you're really doing it seriously, like you should be. You can try to. I was trying to interview with like three to five companies all around the same time and like getting them to align on the same sort of time schedule and deciding among them which I want to choose and so on. Like all of those took a lot of time. And that was like a big focus for me in first year and I, first semester this year. And I don't think that I could have really at the same time applied for grad schools. But in, in the end, I ended up um, applying to and Getting an offer and accepting um, from this company called Didi, um, which is a Chinese company based in Beijing. I'll be working in Los Angeles, though. Um, they're a company that's, in quotes, like the Uber of China. Um, but in general, yeah, I'll, I, I found I found a position in Los Angeles working on like natural language processing, some stuff that feels... I don't know. To, I I don't know if I feel like at this point in the context of this conversation, have I gotten what I want in terms of is it is it applying what I've learned in school to some extent? But um, at this point, it's just interesting. Yeah, it's it's also just interesting, and I think that's perfectly valid reason to to <laughs> want to work somewhere as well. Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of what what I ended up choosing. But it it was deciding between that and Google and Shopify and other sort of like tech companies that I, software companies that I had been thinking about before that point too. Cool. And what made this your choice? Uh, a few things. I mean, like enough to fill a whole other podcast, but sure. uh, I, I think part of it was, you know, relating to PY. I think I wanted to, I, I really enjoyed the experience of working at a like international company and okay. working, where that wasn't U.S. based. Mm. I I liked working at Google too, but I felt like when I was in India, you know, it was it 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 felt like there was this whole other world that I didn't really think about much, which is like all of Asia and all of Europe and all of like the rest of the world that I I know I think I think is increasingly you know prominent and on the surface of and reaches us here in in North America, but I think that's kind of was part of it that I wanted to be more in touch with that um, and to that end but that was that was that was part of that that was a big part of the the thinking um, and I think a lot of that actually was um, can be traced back to like my time in in India and in Switzerland that's really cool
0: yeah so um, I have two more questions for you uh, so the first is um, if you were to look back over py what would you change
1: mm-hmm I think probably the biggest one um, in terms of the time that I sort of like feel was that I maybe most could have spent better was I guess in the first few months at Rapido, what I ended up dragging on for like longer than necessary was like this period where I was just sort of like floundering and like waiting for, waiting for some work to be given to me or like waiting for, yeah, I, I think, I think at that time, Which is probably around October, November. In those periods, what I mentioned that I was like, you know, spending a couple weeks working on just like practicing Git and whatever. I, I think in that time, I could have been a little bit more proactive and reached out. The mistake I made was that my immediate sort of like one contact, my kind of quote unquote manager that I was in contact with, he was the main person that I talked to, and he was pretty much the only person that I talked to at that time. And I think if I if I were going about it now I would probably be making a more aggressive effort to like talk to other people around the company because what ended up happening like I ended up after I left Switzerland working with a whole different group of people I could have been already sort of more in with that and just like getting trying to sort of drill my way closer to like the center of the company and where 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 I can talk to more people and understand get a better picture of what is going on at the whole company where I was really just in contact with this one person and like you know he had his own stuff going on he was also trying to figure out like what can we do as an office and didn't really have as much time for directly thinking about like what work can I assign this person how can I you know make them happy how can I satisfy their goals of wanting to apply their schoolwork and right. whatever else he wants to do
0: like that Felix the kind of thing that you shouldn't have been waiting for but should have been more aggressively pursuing
1: I think so um, and kind of if it didn't pan out by going this this one route
0: try try others Mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, so the other question that I think might be interesting specifically for our listeners is about the podcast itself mm-hmm. so from my end of things um, August 25th of 2018 I get a message from you that says hey want to do a podcast about PY mm-hmm. and um, I had never done a podcast or really any like media meant for release right. um, but I said yes because it sounded really cool um, and specifically for me it was about um, hearing, it, it was, it was about uh, like showing the stories of the people who are around us um, and also about, you know, making something that could be genuinely useful for people who we go to school with. But I guess I'm curious, how did that idea like come to you? And like, what were you expecting going in? Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, around, around August, I think everyone who's on PY, like experiences this around August, as you start coming back, especially as people are like abroad and all, you start like digging up your old group chats and messages and stuff, and, like asking, asking your friends from school, um, you know, hey, how was your P.Y.? What did you get up to, etc.? And you just like start getting back in touch with the people that like I now spend most of my time with in, in fourth year. And I, I don't know, maybe other people have different experiences as they as they come back from P.Y. But for me, it felt like every conversation I was having was like, wow, there's so, so much this person has to say about this i like i want to write all of it down i want to somehow get all of it down for for someone to hear it because like all of this like these are all things that like i spent you know i spent a lot of 16 months like thinking about all these questions that a lot of other people are also thinking about and there are also a whole set of other questions that they're thinking about that are all they're also interesting and i felt like you know everyone just comes back from py with all these epiphanies and i wanted to Try to capture that. Um, that's that was that was kind of the the motivation, and I think um, I think that's what we're
0: what we're trying to go for here. Mm. So, do you think that what we're doing right now kind of aligns decently closely with what you originally had in mind? Yeah, I would say so.
1: I think I I'm surprised and like consistently amazed at just like how one of the big themes have just been like how much wider the range of poi experiences is than like. own Mm -hmm. I you know every person we've talked to has had pretty different things going on and it's like like while you know main focus on my mind for all these 16 months was like my traveling and all of these thoughts I'm having about small versus large companies grad school and so on other people spent a whole 16 months that same amount of time that's and you know attention thinking about an entirely different range of things how do I you know if I spend the whole 16 months in Toronto how do I get the most out of this time and deepen my connection with this city which may or may not be home to me and all like all of those all of those different stories are are interesting i mean it's like a year of a person's life and they and they they have a lot to say about it so that's what i've been constantly kind of amazed by
0: i I think the cool thing is like as you said like that there really isn't that big a common threat like Mm -hmm. if, if if anything it's it was good, and I grew. Yeah, like that. That's about it. And after that, I mean, every conversation has not been at all pigeonholable. right? I mean, I think the only other consistent thing is how do you apply through the portal. Right. Um. Even there, a ton of people have different stories, but that might be the only consistent thread. After that, people have all kinds of different experiences. Anyway, been fun so far. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think so too. Um. Anyway, we're running a little bit over time here, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for talking. Thank you for stepping behind the mic even as you are always uh, on the other side of it. I don't know what the other side of the mic is. I feel <laughs> like in I guess thank you for stepping in front of the mic, which is also behind the mic. Thank you for stepping in front of the mic along in and with the what the you do behind in and around a sometimes sometimes below the mic. Um this has been that thing I did for a year. We'll see you next week.